0: Hello, Jeff. Hello, it's me. It's her Hello, Jeff. This is Danica McKellar. Hi there, Jeff. This is Adrienne Palicki. Grandpa, get more coffee right now. Do you want me to get more coffee? Okay. You okay. get some more coffee. That's fine. Okay, thank you. I, of course, in... Mary B's number five son. I have four older brothers, Jim, John, Joe, Jerry. Noise you heard at the beginning. That's my coffee maker, Rhonda. When I need a cup of coffee, I always say, of course, help me, Rhonda. When I need an emergency cup of coffee, I then say, help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. Thank you, Rhonda, for another great cup of coffee to start the morning off. Welcome again to Coffee Break with Mary B's fifth son. I am Jeff. All right, let's get this week rolling with episode 100. As Barry Manilow once said, looks like we made it. The voices you heard at the beginning were the three guests I had on Cameo Rona Mitra, wow, Adrian Palicki, AKA Tyra Colette, Friday Night Lights, and of course, Danica McKellar, AKA Winnie Cooper. They were very gracious from the Cameo to come on and um, do little recordings for me. So that was my little intro at the beginning. This week, what we're going to do is we're going to replay. Two of my absolute favorite stories. My my favorite one will always be episode one with my map. But the next two are my favorite. One with Michael Martin. That was off of episode 14, where we were at Park Rec Center. We got into that little uh, scuffle, or he did, in my defense. And then the one with my brother, John, where... Uh, When I was in uh, sixth grade living in California and that teacher was strong-arming me and John came over and had a nice chat with him. Um, That's my favorite John story. And April 11th is the anniversary of uh, my brother John passing away at that uh, VA. I won't get into it. Again, it wasn't from COVID. We'll leave it at that. Still sorely missed, but still heard his voice. I did talk to him the morning he uh, passed away, actually. I talked to him that morning. We will dedicate my 100th episode to michael martin my good friend growing up and my brother john those are my two favorite stories So i thought i'd share them again here you go i hope you enjoy them again because it just uh brings back great memories of two uh people that have uh Passed away They were a big part of my life thank you for listening and thank you for being with us for 100 episodes wow somebody would have told me i would have made it through 100 episodes producer did you think that we were gonna make it to 100 episodes i totally I told you we were I gonna make we're 100 going. episodes and you know what's funny Where pam and i are watching a show called daisy jones and the six it's about a rock and roll band in the 70s one of the band members meets a girl and finds out that she's a big Barry Manilow fan. They're driving in the car, and the song, I Write the Songs comes on. She goes, oh, I really love this song. And the kid in the band goes, but he didn't write that song. And he did, and it was Bruce Johnston from the Beach Boys that wrote, I Write the Songs, which was a big hit for Barry Manilow. I like Barry Manilow. So always have, always will. Again, it looks like we made it to 100, right, producer? My gosh. Yeah, we did. May 8th, May 8th will be what? our Second year anniversary, yeah, right? Second year, wow. Yep, two years. Yeah, it'll be right before Mother's Day. So we'll have another uh, good Mother's Day episode to celebrate, and uh, I'll try and find another good guest, even though I did enjoy Adrian Palicki's uh, Mother's Day uh, thing last year. So here we go, enough of me rambling on. Let's enjoy Michael Martin and my brother John. Growing up happens in a heartbeat. One day you're in diapers, next day you're gone. But the memories of childhood stay with you for the long haul. This August 10th would be my good friend, um, the late Michael Martin, who would have been, he was born actually 13 days after me. He was born on August 10th, 1957. I was born on October 20, October, July 28th, 1957. It's 1972. What we used to do is we used to walk... From West Pullman on the far south side of Chicago, we would walk to Calumet Park to the uh, Calumet Park Recreation Center where they would have roller skating. So, And that's where all the girls were because by 1972, uh, the girls from our area were already moving out to the suburbs. So we would walk over to the Cal Park Rec Center. So Michael comes to the door, my back door, uh, open it up. He looks at me He goes, oh, my God, what do you got on? I had a shirt with a collar, and I did not have my orange Converse on. I had a pair of sandals. I was actually dressed like him. And he starts laughing. He goes, you have sandals on? I go, yeah. We walk. We get over to the the rock center. We're sitting there. We've just gotten uh, some drinks, like pop. This guy comes in, and he's a real big guy and his little buddy. Let's say a guy looked like Skip on his friend look like gilligan so they're standing in front of us the little guy goes which one of you is beaver without hesitating michael stands up he goes that's me why so he looks at the big guy he goes i'm beaver so the guy looks at him he goes you're beaver he goes yeah he points to me he goes who's this he goes michael goes i don't know he goes well you sit next to you michael goes i don't even know who this guy is he's been sitting next to me probably for about 15 minutes Don't know who he is. Wish he would go away. So I get up, and as I'm walking away, two girls that we knew roller skated by, and this guy, again, looks at Michael and goes, so you're Beaver. He goes, yeah. And in harmony, these two girls go, that's not Beaver, and then they point to me. That's Beaver. So the guy looks at me, and I knew who he was. About a week before that, again, with my big mouth, I told this girl that if your, if your brother ever comes to West Pullman Park, you know, he's going to get it. Me talking goofy, but I forgot that when I go to Kel Park, that's where this guy lives. I turn, and I'm just getting ready to tell these girls to keep their big mouth shut. And the good thing I turn because he punches me right in the head, in the side of the head. So I go back. I fall into the hallway, which was a good thing. I'm laying there, and the guy's getting ready to come at me, and then Michael pushes him which stalls. And then the little guy grabs onto Michael. The big guy's trying to get his balance. I'm getting up and I'm running into the ping pong room where they got a ping pong table. And I slide under the ping pong table and the guy's trying to get after me. I hear Michael say, hold on, Beaver. He's in all the way in the, in the other room. And these girls are yelling, leave Beaver alone. So they roller skate into the room where this guy's trying to get at me underneath the ping pong table all of a sudden because the guy's trying to reach underneath the ping pong table he knows if he goes under it i'm gonna get out and i'm gonna run so he's trying to grab at me so i'd like to say back then i was a lover not a fighter but i was neither i was just jeff or just beaver i was neither the guy goes down and he's laying there and michael's on top of him holding him and they're both looking at me and michael's yelling be get a roller skate and hit this guy i'll hold him so he's (laughs) <laughs> he's holding them and then they start rolling around and I'm sliding out underneath and I grab one of the roller skates that were in this room and everybody's standing around. Nobody's helping. Nobody's stopping. I pick up a roller skate and I'm going to hit this guy. And it was like a three stooges thing where they're rolling and I'm waiting to get the right thing to hit him. The little guy comes in, he's going after Michael. I pull him off Michael. And then manager supervisor shows up. He comes in there. And he's like, break it up or I'm going to call police. So we're standing there. The guy goes, what's going on here? And Michael says, well, this big guy punched Beaver. He goes, for no reason. And the guy's like, well, he threatened me. Michael looks at the guy, he goes, this, and he puts his hand on my head. It was funny. He goes, this little Beaver threatened you. You know, like you were a wrestler, football player. The guy goes, yeah. He goes, so let me get this right. You had to attack him in this place because you were afraid of him? Well, I wasn't afraid of him. So Michael goes, well, it sounds like you were afraid of him. The guy goes, well, we got to end this. So the guy supervisor looks at me, goes, I think I know you. And I looked at the guy, said, I've seen you at West Poland Park. He goes, that's right. You're from West Poland Park. I go, yeah. So Michael goes, what's going to happen is little beaver here is going to go home. He's going to tell his brothers. They just got out of Vietnam. What's going to happen is they're going to come looking for this guy probably tonight. So He looks at the big guy. He says, you need, you, you need to leave this guy alone. He goes, because what's going to happen is exactly what this guy said. You're going to get it. So a guy looks at him and goes, okay, why did you threaten me? I go, oh, I was just goofing around. He goes, that's not the way my sister put it. I go, well, it's your sister's fault then. So Michael goes, all right, we're going to get out of here. He goes, the only thing you have to do right now is get Beaver another soda because you spilt it on his shirt. He goes, and he never wears a shirt like this ever. He goes, and it's a good thing he wasn't wearing his orange gym shoes because then you'd be really in big trouble. As we're walking away, the little guy that was with this big guy, I know their names. I'm not going to give their names, but he, he his eye was all screwed up. So he looks at Michael and goes, why did you do that? Because apparently Michael, when the guy grabbed him, he stuck his thumb in his eye. As we're walking home, Michael says to me, he goes, do me a favor. Don't tell your brothers. I go, why? He goes, because it's not worth it. He goes, you know, he goes, you're going to go home. You're going to tell your brothers and then they're going to be looking for this guy. He goes, it's over. He goes, and you know what? He goes, that little guy. He goes, after I gouged his eye, he goes, he might end up being like that. Uh, what's that singer's name? Sammy Davis Jr. with the glass eye. which I don't think I ever told my brothers till right now. You know, if they listen to this thing, but Cedar Park Bowling Alley on 124th and Halstead, And we're sitting there and. He's like, let me get something. And I don't know where he found it. I think it was behind the desk or behind the bar in there. But he actually got me a cup of coffee, a small cup. He goes, here, just take this. Calm down. He goes, then we'll get going. We're walking home. And he lived on 120th Parnell. I lived on 123rd and Normal. So we get to 123rd and Parnell. He goes, all right, I'm going to get going. He said, but remember, just do me a favor. Do not tell your brothers. I said, I won't. He goes, and another thing, let me give me some advice. Always wear your orange gym shoes, your orange Converse. He goes, why you didn't wear them tonight? I go, well, I, you know, I thought it might impress girls. He goes, it didn't. He goes, so keep them orange gym shoes on. He goes, because that guy wouldn't have caught you if you had your orange Converse on. I seen him the next day, and we were laughing, and <laughs> they were after you because you threatened the guy. He goes, you knew that guy. I go, I know. I said, my big mouth again got me in trouble. He goes on he's like, I don't even think that girl likes you. I go, I know. I said, so I was just talking my normal crap. Got pasted, but it's a good thing I turned my head because he punched the side of my head. I didn't even have a bruise or anything, hit me more in the skull. Was there again. He just seemed to be at certain spots for me that just were, you know, I don't wanna say saved me, but probably helped me from getting a beating. So he was always there. When I found out that he died, there's a um uh, at the end of Stand By Me, Richard Dreyfuss is writing a story. And he says, although I had, hadn't seen him in more than 10 years, I know I'll miss him forever. I never had friends later on like the ones I had when I was 12. And you know what? Couldn't be more true. I hadn't talked to Michael probably in at least 40 years. When I had read that he had passed away, it was like a piece of my childhood just went away. Because there's, there'll be other stories later on that I can tell, but this one I can honestly say it was my favorite one, my best one regarding uh, Michael Martin because I miss him. You know, just a great, a great guy. I don't know if I mentioned this, but he ended up playing on the Arkansas College Final Baseball Team. I think in 1979. it said in his uh, in the obit and everything, so I didn't know that either. So here's to my good buddy Michael. <laughs> I have to tell this one because it's my favorite, favorite John story. It was back in California, 1968. I was in six, sixth grade. I had to stay after school because I got in a fight with some with some other kids. And the teacher grabbed me, dragged me into the classroom. And in California, if you're not familiar with, with classrooms in California, they're just one level. One level school. So if you ever seen the movie Halloween where little Tommy's coming out with that big pumpkin at the school, that's not Haddonfield, Illinois. That was filmed at some school in California. So it's like that. It's just they're all rows of one of classrooms on one one floor. Let's call it ranch, ranch house classrooms. I'm sitting there and about a half hour goes by and all of a sudden my brother John shows up and he walks in and he asks the teacher what's going on. The teacher said, Well, your brother's got gotten into trouble for fighting and he has to stay for an hour. So my brother says, Well, he can't stay for an hour. He has to go home right now my mom sent me here to get him so the teacher says okay but he's gonna have to make it up probably tomorrow my brother says yeah that's fine so I think he had a date or something he was uh what was he 16 we walk out of there we're walking and he says well what happened so I'm telling him I you know I was doing pretty good and this and that I said I was going good until the teacher grabbed me and dragged me in the classroom he stops me goes he grabbed you and dragged you into the classroom. I said, yeah. I said, I'm okay, you know. He leans down by me. He goes, you wait right here. He goes, don't move. I said, okay. So about 10 minutes later, he comes back, and he's smiling. He puts his arm around me. You don't have to stay that half hour tomorrow, and I got a good feeling that your grades are going to get a lot better after this. I said, well, what happened? He goes, nothing really. He goes, I just had a little talk with him. but..." I don't know what kind of talk it was, but it worked. Uh, the, the teacher never brought it up again. He never, ever, you know, was bad to me. Uh, he just treated me like a student, which was fine with me. You know, I didn't look at him any different. I never wondered what happened. And he went in there and he took care of business. So it was a big brother taking care of his little brother. There's an episode in Leave It to Beaver where Beaver's being picked on and he wants Wally to beat up the kid. So Ward tells Wally, you can't do it. So Beaver looks at his dad and says, Dad, what's the use of having big brothers if they can't beat people up for you? And that's exactly what it was for me. I had four brothers that were always there for me. Wasn't anything. We just got home, ate. He went on his way and we never brought it up again. That's my favorite John story because he just, the way he did it and I can't repeat What he said to me, the way he said it, it was almost like a Sonny Corleone moment where part of it was that beep, 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 beep. That's when he said, you wait here. So, okay, let's move on to something else with my brother, John. Later, uh, he came in from Florida and I think it was the girls' graduations, Rachel and Corden's graduations. And when everybody left, we had a lot of beer left. So me and him, him and I, sitting in the backyard drinking and we only had this umbrella thing for the patio at the umbrella table. So we're sitting there and a mist of rain starts coming. And it was great conversation, just catching up on all of the years, Florida and looking back, you know, talking about different things. I realized then that he isn't gonna go in. We have all this beer and we kept drinking. We kept drinking and drinking. Finally I go into the refrigerator in the garage, and there's only two Coronas left, and they're Pams. That's what Pam liked at that time, and I knew I shouldn't touch it. But then I thought, if I tell him that these are Pams and we got to call it a night, he's going to tell me I quit first. So it was basically a competition between brothers, which was, was fun, and we're wet. Again, it wasn't a rain. It wasn't even a drizzle. It was just like some mist, and we just sat out there. Finally, I told him, I said, look, these are the last two. Pam is gonna be mad at me. I'll take the punishment. Let's kill this one off. And then when I said, go look in the refrigerator <laughs> in the garage. I have no more beer. I think we drank like two cases of beer. We we get in, it had to be about four in the morning. Lays on the couch in the family room, and I fell asleep on the floor. About an hour later, I'm laying there, and you know, one of them things where you think you're in a dream and everything's either going good or bad. And I'm like, wow whatever coffee is is on, whatever coffee Pam is making is really bad, or maybe it's burnt coffee or something. I said, it's really, God, it's terrible smell and everything. So I roll over, and I look, and there's John's feet next to my face. He had gotten off the couch, and he laid on the the floor. I don't know if he did it on purpose, but it was, like, really, really bad. You know, balsers haven't been known for good-looking feet, so – they were not only stinky, but they were ugly. And it's the first thing you don't want to see in the, the first thing in the morning. You don't want to see or smell. And it was like the three stooges throughout the day. I couldn't smell anything. It was like my smell sense had gone from the let's call it raunchy smell of his feet. I explained to Pam that John had drank his, all of his, uh, all of her Corona. So she could yell at him and not me. That was another good John moment. Um, I have a ton of other stories about my brother. He's missed very much. You know, when people say, yeah, time heal heals wounds. It doesn't, it, it it really doesn't. It still hurts. Uh, time might heal flesh wounds, but it does not heal your heart or your brain. I miss him very much. We all miss him very much. He was a great guy, great smile, um, everything in a, in a great big brother, a great father, a great son. And he was he was everything a great athlete. We'll end it with that one. The celebration of life for my brother was excellent. uh we told some good stories. um Don Flair from the old neighborhood from bridgeport, and he's actually good friends with Mo, but we found he was actually alive. I'm trying to contact him. um He told some stories. My brother Joe told some stories. that's his John's twin brother told some great stories. My brother Jerry had some great stories it was uh it was a lot of fun. it was a great. Uh, celebration wasn't a sad thing like um, let's call it the first one which was basically a funeral this was a celebration of life and it was a child's life and it was it was a good thing and it's I don't want to say it's closure but it's uh, we needed to have a good celebration life for my brother thank you Instagram which is at Mary B's fifth son M-A-R-Y-B-S number five T-H-S-O-N Okay, any comments or suggestions, good or bad, send them to our email, which is marybs5son at gmail.com. So that would be m-a-r-y-b-s, the number five s o n at gmail.com. To my mom, again, who always said two things will make a day go by. Better. Coffee and a smile. If you put those two together, you're going to have a good day. Thanks again for joining us with Coffee Break with Mary B.'s fifth son. Join us next week. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Jeff Balser. The intro was by Yvonne Elements. Thank you. Uh, production by Downtown Media Works. Join us every Sunday morning for Coffee Break with Mary B.'s fifth son. And you can like and subscribe us. On Apple Podcast, and you can also find our website on Buzzsprout.